and Ezra Miller as the Flash was great. Ezra Miller is my spirit animal in this movie, man. Fucking hates brunch and doesn't like people. <laughs> I, I I think that was the biggest laugh I've had in, at, a, at a movie this whole year. Um, I was like, oh, I relate so hard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 479 with a review of Justice League. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're reassembling to talk about the latest film in the DCEU. Um, and uh yeah sorry we missed last week's episode uh got got a little busy with some work stuff but uh we're back we're gonna give you two reviews this week to try to make up for it so hopefully you enjoy that uh but i think that uh before we get in with the episode some people on this podcast want to have it out with each other over a film that some of them saw last week Mm. but we didn't review and that would be murder on the orient orient express um, yes. appara- apparently, Stephen had a comment about it, and Carson disagrees. So, I'm I'm gonna in lieu of the opening question for this episode, I'll let you guys. So, to set the scene, this is gonna be a riveting fight wherein neither <laughs> of us like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's murder on the Snorient Express. But I, I I made I made a comment to Carson when I was texting him a week ago that like. I thought the movie picked up slightly in the last 25 minutes. Like it was like quite yeah. aimless. And then in the end it started, you started to get a feel for what the movie might have been had it decided to be the kind of twist heavy thing you wanted. And, and, and just real fast, if I can butt in having not seen the film myself is the last 20 minutes when the greatest inspector of all time starts to figure <laughs> everything out. Probably, S- probably sort of <laughs> like that's what it is supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be the big reveal. Uh, where he he solves the case and um, it somehow manages to get even more boring than everything that preceded it. <laughs> um, so I was quite surprised when because I, I hadn't seen the movie yet and Steven was like, yeah, he told me that. And so then when I saw it, I was like, whoa, I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what aromas were he was sniffing beforehand, but uh, I because I, I thought that it was. Uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was DOA, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it... it it's hard to say without revealing the twist. And the re- twist is not a mind-blower, don't get me wrong. It is, oh, like, no. not a sort of big, like... <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually kind of funny in, like, how unnecessarily convoluted it is. Yeah. Kind of. I, kind of. I, I agree with that. It's just, it was the first... So, leading up to this moment, the movie is just basically... A bunch of kind of twists that are never given enough time to even really count as a twist. Like, the whole movie plays in a kind of very odd way, I think, where the the characters don't really have motivations, and they don't make sense, and the inspector's task is not clear, because it's just, like, things happen, and there's no mystery to solve, really. Because, like, yeah. we're just told things as we go along that would have been, like, crucial in understanding what the mystery even is. Yeah. Um yeah, that and was the like, that I, was the weirdest thing was that there was literally no mystery. Like, there's no clues or 
like when he's finding things out, there's no like uh, interesting reveals. It's literally just Kenneth Branagh interviewing the various uh, people on the train, and that's about it. So, so one question because I have not read the book that it's based mm-hmm. off of, have not seen the film. I, Is the inspector like an off-duty inspector who takes it upon himself to try to figure out the yeah. crime? Okay, so it's not like he's not the train inspector. Right? No, 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 no. He's he's a the he's world's actual greatest detective. detective. Probably, gotcha. probably who happens to be on the train. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> he's probably the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he yeah, has a coffee mug that says "World's Greatest Detective" on it. Right. Right. Yeah, because he he's just like on the train going to a having a cool vacay. He wants to go on vacation, and then this murder happens, and they call upon him to solve the case. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, he's like, but I am reading my decans. He's it, like, it is like uh, uh, the walk level of accents in this movie. Oh yeah. Right. Although I, I will say that Kenneth Branagh, I think, was the best part of the movie like i think that the way he was playing uh like the way he was playing him hit that character was i feel like that's how i wanted the whole movie to be like the tone of it like he was playing it very silly um but the rest of the movie wasn't like right what's weird to me about it and maybe it's partly to do with the fact that it's based on source material that i have not read or watched like i haven't seen the original movie either Mm. um but he is played as if he is a character that we all know and love already. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the movie doesn't do any work in, like, making you know or love anyone. It, it, it's really, I think it's a very strange movie. It, it, it's strange for a big I, film I did, with big actors in it. Yeah. I did like the opening, though. I think the opening was the best part of the movie because it was all centered around Kenneth Branagh, uh, like, in the midst or, like, right before he's solving this big case. Um, and I think just kind of the tone and energy of, like, the opening was how I hoped that the whole movie would be. Like, I hope that that would have carried on. But once that ends and he boards the train, um, it just gets super, like, it comes to a grinding halt. It gets super boring. Basically, you want it to be, like, Clue or something yeah. goofy and campy with, like, right. assorted characters that you can get behind. And it... It's really not. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely yeah. not that. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, because, like, obviously, Kenneth Branagh, very much in the Tim Curry mold from Clue, but all the other characters um, are just so just, like, uh, one note, and, like, they don't have anything to do, and I, I they try to give everybody equal screen time, but it's just, like, I don't know. They just, they're not really in it that much, and you don't really care, so... But and then, there will be yeah. a sequel coming out, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. So, <laughs> now, yeah, just announced today. It. There's going to be the double AARPCU <laughs> cinematic <laughs> universe for old people movies. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this the... is going to be in there with Exotic Marigold Hotel. Is, is right. he going to be on a, pl- on a plane this time? Like, what? Is it just going to be... He, well, he... so, spoilers, the movie ends with the threat of a sequel, and uh, Kenneth Branagh gets called upon... Uh, to another case and it's supposed to be like a like a big reveal at the end like it's supposed to be like a like the marvel equivalent of like oh hey thanos is coming like it's supposed to be like <laughs> for the two agatha christie fans in the audience it's supposed to be like a ooh moment um but yeah like so they they end on that uh that that hope that 
that it would make uh, be successful enough that they could do adapt the other book that he's featured hmm. in. Um, I, hope the, and I, I hope the other book is Murder on the Polar Express. <laughs> I, I well, was, you know, I was hoping it was going to be Murder on the Marigold Hotel. <laughs> oh it's yes, not. it's like something yeah. on the Nile. It is funny though because I I I said to Sarah afterwards that the train effects in this looked very Polar Express, like the CGI for the train was really like whack Polar Express looking. Murder on the Snowkeeper, Snowpiercer, yeah. Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so and it didn't end with Believer, um, and they had many opportunities to do so, which I thought would have slightly that would have you know maybe a, a C minus instead of a D plus or something. Gotcha. Uh, but I yeah, don't know. Not worth not yeah. worth seeing Murder on the Orient Express. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. well, well, speaking of films that are C minus D plus territory. <laughs> oh snap! Yes, Chris. Go on. <laughs> Should we get in and start talking about uh, Justice League? Sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Justice League, and we're going to come back and give you a full review. The world remains in mourning after the death of Superman. Violence, acts of war, and terrorism are all on the rise. I had a dream. It was the end of the world. I think it's something more. Something darker. We're asking people we don't know to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. We are not enough. The world needs Superman. I made him a promise. This is why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. No, that's your. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. All right, so that was the trailer for Justice League. Um, basically, in this story, there is a real bad dude who has come to planet Earth. Come and he, together. <laughs> and like in the Marvel films, he's after a series of cubes that have some power in them mm. and he's going to try to use that power to take over the world i guess um and uh basically batman is trying to put together he's uh, a group of people who can you know avenge the planet against uh this this 
impending force that is coming. Obviously. And uh, he has to put together a group of people with various gifts and powers and try, hopefully get them to work together to bring down this big bad before he takes over the world. And, uh, yeah. Stephen Miller, as, as uh, the person who bafflingly so celebrated uh, Batman v Superman. Celebrated is like a playing. strong word. <laughs> I mean, compared I, to I, my... I, I think you're talking to the wrong person here, sir. <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I enjoyed BVS just fine on it. And, and for the record, I, I expect you to celebrate the film, Carson, when we first saw it, because that's what you do. But um, Stephen, I expected to agree that the first that the Batman v Superman was a terrible film, and he surprised me by actually being semi-positive on the film, having watched it on an airplane. And now I want to know, having sat in a theater to watch Justice League, are you agreeing with uh, the people that I hear that say the critics were too bad on the film, mm-hmm. or are you agreeing with the critics? Well, let's also not forget that uh, Stephen also saw Suicide Squad in the theater and wasn't as harsh on it as other people. But thought. I was not positive on it either. <laughs> no, not, no, but I, I wasn't as harsh on it. I think, as a you know, compared to the general consensus of yeah, I, I think on yeah. on the DC train i am slightly above the general consensus and of course i was a fan of wonder woman i thought that was great but right yeah, yeah. That, so, is, that isn't contentious everyone was a fan that of wonder one, woman. yeah everyone liked it it doesn't really count yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm going to give my my little excerpt of a review uh to cause an uproar <laughs> i think this is a slightly better but with all the same flaws version of thor ragnarok that's my that's my belief in the Justice League movie. I have I thought, no reaction because yeah, I got a I got a sneak preview to this yeah. reaction. So yeah, like I I think <laughs> this was a totally good, fine, fun superhero movie to the degree that many of the like mid level to decent Marvel movies are totally fine and fun. I think the the action is fun. I enjoy the style of this movie. That like we predicted a couple weeks ago, this movie is basically a lot of what that one flashback in Thor Ragnarok of the Valkyries fighting the big bad mm. felt yeah. like I think like like Thor this had a villain that didn't really matter the villain's CG was way worse than it was in Thor like I think we can all agree <laughs> the villain looks stupid in this movie but he's like m- not really a big part we, of it we right? haven't seen Thanos yet though so we don't know oh, how yeah. stupid he looks yeah <laughs> Thanos is gonna like whack as fuck I'm pretty sure he has the same chin wrinkles that Josh Brolin has as Thanos <laughs> yeah like like every um <laughs> kind of mocap those in like 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 all of these groups coming together in movies, like the Avengers movies, you know, the, the villain doesn't really matter. It's mostly about the plot machinations to get everyone to come together. And for that, it, it's a lot of fun. I think if anything, kind of like Thor, this movie suffers a bit from having what I assume is Snyder's vision get tempered down by maybe it's the Joss Whedon effect. I don't know how much he actually changed when he came to work with the movie or like the studio desire to make it more marvelly. But there were a few things where, like, they relied on Ezra Miller a little more than they needed to, or they had some humor beats that were, like, a lot of it was fun, but sometimes it was, like, you guys are compensating for something now, and I, I'm i okay with you taking it seriously for a little bit. Um, but for the most part, like, it brought people together. The heroes were all fun. I thought the action was fun. I thought I would hate Aquaman, and I liked Aquaman. Like, I thought he he was played pretty well. I thought he was, like, a funny kind of douchebag of a character. <laughs> I liked uh, the Batman... <laughs> redemptive arc uh there are a lot of specific things you could compare to thor in vis-a-vis like characters who are traditionally good (laughs) 
being suddenly pitted against each other due to reasons outside of their control. But like, the there's a lot. The there's there's a lot of stuff in this movie that like, it it blows my mind that Thor has like a ninety four percent and this has like a thirty percent. I think, mm. I think both should meet. <laughs> I think both should meet in like the seventies where they belong. Like that. That's how I feel. I think this is totally. It's a little too much of the blandness of Marvel, like civil bro type movies. But when the action gets popping, I think it's fun. It has a good like music video aesthetic. I think the the shots are cool. It has fun pump up moments. The humor was on point. It was more funny than a lot of the other ones, and I liked it. I, I saw it in IMAX. I was happy when I walked out of the theater. I would for sure see the next one. So <laughs> I'm on Team Justice League. It's it's not amazing. <laughs> like I still have superhero fatigue. Neither of these are close to as good as like Spider Man was, but they're they're both fine. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I think critics are wrong about this. I don't get what they hate about it. Uh, right. I want to just go on record right now and, and say that, uh, Steven said vis-a-vis and I called him the architect. So <laughs> from the matrix reloaded. So I just want to put that out there. Thank okay, you. No, yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Ergo concordantly. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad Steven did all the heavy lifting for me or most of it. Um, so I didn't have to, uh, for Dude. shame, Stephen. For shame. <laughs> it's that's not a contrarian feeling either. It's like just a hundred percent how I felt walking out of the theater. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I was just saying, you know, that, uh, I don't have to, to you know, say stuff about like the Rotten Tomatoes rating because I agree with that stuff. Like I, you know, I like Thor Ragnarok, but like I, you know, I don't understand how the criticisms applied to this movie don't apply to Thor. Like, I feel like they still could easily apply to that um, and to most of the Marvel movies. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think there's no... should come as no surprise. Um, I had a really... I had a really fun time with it, and I was slightly worried that, you know, that we were... that it was going to be a little bit tainted, but, um, I mean, I don't think it's a... like a full Zack Snyder experience... Obviously, since uh, he didn't he didn't finish the movie, but uh, I don't think it reeks of like reshoots or kind of like a misshapen mess. Like I think that I think his his voice like is pretty pretty inherently there. Like um, I don't know. I feel like they'd have to do like a lot for it to really alter the Zack Snyderiness of the movie. Um, there are a couple things where I was like, eh, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, mainly the, the very beginning of this movie is like iPhone footage of some girl filming Superman. It was very clearly added in, uh, by Joss Whedon. Um, and you could tell that it was, it was shot after the fact with Henry Cavill's fucking uncanny valley face to erase his mustache. But the uh, the montage that follows, I think, is one of the better moments of the movie. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that, like, when that started, I was like, oh, gosh, this is stupid as shit. Um, So if they had had cut that out, like, that, like, just cut that little bit out. But then it started with, like, the credits and very Zack Snyder-y music cue. So I was like, okay. Um, And and then then there was, like, a couple things, like, the, um, like, I know... Joss Whedon brought in, like, Danny Elfman to do the music, um, and it was fine, like, you know, I guess people were psyched that, that he brought back his Batman theme, and, 
he used some cues from like the Superman theme, and I was like, okay, but really the score. If anything in this movie felt like most like a Marvel movie, it was that score because it really just did nothing. Um, and I I really liked the score that that Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL did in in BVS. Um, and apparently he was going to continue. Junkie XL was going to continue to do the score for this movie, but he either got fired or left when Zack Snyder did. I don't know who knows. There's been so much reporting on this movie that you know it's it's hard to really know what exactly happened but uh other than the fact that you know Zack Snyder stepped away he was planning on doing these reshoots himself but then Joss Whedon I guess since he was writing them they just were like all right you direct it too um so and and I feel like I would actually defend it or defend like uh like Ezra Miller and say that like I think a lot of those comedy beats were in there before I mean yeah I'm sure there's some some added stuff in there um, but like a lot of the stuff, a lot of his like humor, I think was in the trailers, um, like before that they released before Zack Snyder left. So like, I feel like he was always meant to kind of be like the comic relief. Um, but anyway, is, is it the flash? Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah, flash. Like, yeah. I, I think the flash is the best part of the movie. Like hands yeah. down, like, I'm a hundred percent on board with flash and I want to watch a flash movie right now. So overall, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. Like the the visuals in this movie are are awesome. Uh, it's once again, uh, you know, it looks like a real movie. Uh, it doesn't look like a stupid TV show. Um, and I love the cast. I like. I agree. I think Jason Momoa's Aquaman is awesome. He looks like he's in like the raddest death metal band ever. Um, <laughs> and Ezra Miller as the Flash was great. Ezra Miller is my spirit animal. In this movie, man, fucking hates brunch and doesn't like people. <laughs> I, I I think that was the biggest laugh I've had in, at, a, at a movie this whole year. Um, I was like, oh, I relate so hard. Um, you live in the brunch capital of the world, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're so jealous. <laughs> I'm just saying, how do you hate brunch? You're there. I, oh, gosh. This clueless, smell it? <laughs> clueless McGee over here. I don't. I'm like the Flash, dude. I don't get brunch. Okay, I don't get the concept. I think it's silly. I've stated my piece on this. It's just inherently stupid. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get people either. So, all right. Well, maybe we're we should... talking about Justice League. Yeah, I I, I want to hear Chris's hate on the movie uh, or the degree to which he hates this movie. <laughs> like, I'm I'm curious about it because I really think this movie met in the middle compared to the other movies. So here's the thing. And let me preface this by saying this is the part where while I'm editing the podcast, I will be able to hear and discover that Carson went and started making a smoothie or something <laughs> in his apartment while I was talking. According to the comic books. Uh, no, no. I'm not, I, I mean, I, I haven't read the comic books, so I can't yeah. even argue from that standpoint. But I will I say... I can't either. I, I, I will say that this film retroactively makes Batman v Superman problematic. And oh great, he's starting to use problematic <laughs> fucking just give, buzzwords just, over here. Just, just give me a second. So remember before Batman v Superman was coming out, that first trailer came out and we all sat we we all sat on the mics. Remember when we Chris said, loved Zack Snyder? <laughs> I do love Zack Snyder, damn it. Uh, but no listen, 
when, when Love that the trailer, Snyder, hate the Sims. <laughs> when, when, when that trailer first came out, the teaser for it or whatever, we were talking, and one of the things we had a, a dialogue about was how the fuck is Superman and oh, Batman supposed again. to fight? Right? <laughs> like, there's no world in which Batman can take on Superman, right? And to Batman v Superman's credit, they did an all right job of showing how Batman could handle a fight against Superman, right? So th- that entire film, the premise was Superman, an almost literal god, can be defeated by a man, <laughs> right? That was sort of the premise of Batman. It's also not real. <laughs> Hold on. This fucking movie. Are you going to spoil this movie? This fucking movie. <laughs> I think we just should. I think we should put a spoiler warning so, right so, now. So, so hold on, hold on. So everyone knows that a character is going to come into this fucking movie. Yeah. But not everybody knows how. Mm-hmm. So the mm. how is off the table. Sure. We cannot say how this character makes their return. But everybody fucking knows Superman's back. Sure. Yeah. Right. Everyone knows. The yes. trailer, they shot a scene for the trailer where Alfred says, he told me you might show up. Not in the movie. Just to let us know Superman's coming back, mm-hmm. right? Well, that was also, people were saying that was supposed to be like Green Lantern, but that turned out to be false. That would be super weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, well, contextually, like it, them, you know. contextually, it could work given mm-hmm. other scenes in this film where you see Green Lantern-y people Yeah, fighting. it totally could have worked. Uh, but anyways, back to I, w- I was waiting for it to show up, and then I was, I was kind of back, back to my, don't make me slam the Henry Gavel. <laughs> oh, oh shit okay so you think the premise of this film they underpowered the, the hero premise of the film in this game that we're playing is that batman is useless as shit and really the only thing that can save the planet is superman so you you, you spend one movie saying that like batman <laughs> could compete with but superman those don't contradict oh. each other they do no superman like, can have a weakness and still be way better at a whole lot of other stuff. But but the last film was all about lifting Batman up to be this, like, not only really powerful person, but the person who was like, I need to put together this league because, like, I, I want help from these people. And in this movie, he is just useless as shit. Like, he is, he, he might as well be Alfred in this movie. <laughs> like, not to say Alfred is useless. Alfred is great. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, be- there's no reason for it. Like, it feels like this movie was written so that Ben Affleck could leave. <laughs> like, we, we, we hear all these rumors about him, like, saying, like, I'm the fuck out of here. I don't want to be in these films anymore. Help me out. <laughs> yeah, because like entire... people, like, people like you keep shitting on it. <laughs> no, I, 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 the one thing I said positive towards Batman v Superman was that I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. I know. I, I, I know. think I said that. Mm-hmm. I, we're just going to assume. I'll delete we the episode like if I didn't. Um, yeah. But the thing is that, like, they, they literally... This he's not just underpowered. He's literally proven useless constantly this entire movie. Like he's getting hurt. He's like not in the action. He's sort of just like on the periphery hanging out. He's drawing enemies away. Like he does nothing to help this group at all. And even the overpowered superheroes need somebody who's overpowered more to help out. And I, I just think that it's 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 a ridiculous film. It's it. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> no, no, just th- that whole premise bothers me in a huge way. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if the the series is just going to continue without Batman in it, or if they're going to replace Batman. But it just feels like why would Bat like if I, I mean, 
If I was a member of a league of extraordinary gentlemen. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Sean Connery. And gentlewomen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would be like, who invited Batman? <laughs> like, there's a scene but in the this car. Mo- this movie sets up the need for a leader also. Like someone who can do more and call the shots and isn't just tethered to some like... I, I feel like they need Batman because he's fucking rich. Like that was the whole joke was that he's yeah, rich. I mean, I mean, That's I a also... superpower. Like they but, get all these cool gadgets and shit. But he's, he's clearly worse Tony Stark in every way conceivable. Like, and I know that like we don't have to get in this fight between Marvel and DC. But I, I just feel like there are positive... Like I, I feel like The Flash is Spider-Man, right? He is like the super charismatic young guy who like technically shouldn't be there because he's not experienced enough, but he's just helping out and excited to be there. I mean, The Flash is maybe a little less excited than Spider-Man was in Spider-Man Homecoming, but like it definitely feels like he is that character. Like I'm excited for The Flash. I want to see the more of The Flash. Mm. Batman, you still love Batman. <laughs> Batman was a great character. I love like the ordinary people person doing super things without powers, just with gadgets. Great. James Bond, Batman whatever great this batman is just like an old guy who's like i'm so tired of this shit maybe if i get some real superheroes to go do something then i can get the fuck out of here in real life and in the movie and it just it bothers me so is it just batman because like i understand if i thought of this as a batman movie i would feel like batman's not that badass but i felt like it's fine that the movie decided to probably set up like a new batman to come in later because that seems to be one of the rumors and like let the other heroes shine for a chance and take batman down a peg like but but here's the thing here's here's the thing though right let's let's pretend we reverse these movies right let's say there was a second film that never existed and then we had this film and due to a certain scene in this film batman got in his head that whoa if superman was ever not on our side we'd be in trouble and then the fourth film is him trying to take down Superman. That would contextually make sense, right? That would mm-hmm. totally make sense. Like those films being in that order would make sense for these characters to go through these arcs. And we'd see uh, Batman built up and then kind of get squashed down as he tries to take on Superman, right? Could have been totally fine. Instead, we have these films in this weird reverse order. I, I don't know, just something about it really, really bothered me. Let's put all that aside. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's put that aside. <laughs> let's put all that aside. I just had to get that out there because I feel like people aren't talking about this enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Is your smoothie done, uh, Carson? No, I just, I'm, uh, I'm kind of stunned. Like, I wasn't, ex- I, I was expecting <laughs> you to hate it, but I guess, you know, I always get that curveball. I'm ne- never expecting <laughs> the, the new level of the ways to find. Uh, I don't even know, man. I don't know where to begin. Um, I'm glad you really hated it, though, because if you were kind of like, oh, it was fun, but like that would then that would have been, I feel like, worse because I feel like this is tonally in line with uh, BVS and Suicide Squad. Like, so I feel like that uh, anyway. Oh, I mean, um, no, no it, it is in line with both of those. Yeah. But those are not examples of things that are fun. <laughs> Um, but no, no so, that's so, what that's what I'm saying. Because like you hated both of those movies, so if you were to, oh, like, like if I if I thought yeah. this was fun, but I had if this was my arrival right. or something, like, you no, know, yeah. But like if you if you enjoyed it and thought it was fun, but thought it was also flawed and had problems with it, like, um, you know, that would be kind of weird because you hated so strongly the other movies. 
Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I was saying. Um, Amy but, Adams talking to aliens aside, this is not Chris's <laughs> arrival. <laughs> well, so you know, Amy Adams is talking to aliens in this movie too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the joke Stephen was making. Oh, thank you. Well, I am here to explain it. So vis a vis. Yes, vis a vis. Ergo, uh, wait. So, but would you have liked this better? So if... that's what we're gonna find out. Chris is putting all those aside. Yeah, putting all that He's aside. He's beckoning Carson to come back and listen now. Yeah. No, was I mean, it... I w- I was listening, but I I like. Would you like it? Have liked it better if it was a younger Batman? If it wasn't the old grizzled Batman? No, but I I conceptually I like old grizzled Batman. If this was. I'm literally too old for this shit, and I'm trying to put together a group of people who can save the world in my absence because I know that I can't continue on, which is not what this film is. I may have liked that story. I think it's just weird to kind of like, I know that in Batman v Superman, we got all these glimpses of this weird, like, we got all the weird uh, alien alien bug flash sideways. Uh, like, the, the dream uh, sequences. Yeah, we got, those, yeah. Yeah, like so so it's not like this was completely out of the blue because we were introduced to this world of of the weird aliens and the bug people and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So the it's not parad- like parademons, yeah. Yeah. It's not like this just went from being a we're in we're on Earth to we're on some weird other planet. But it, yeah. it definitely just feels like it it don't I don't know. It it just feels everything feels off with it. Like you compared it a lot, Steven, to Thor Ragnarok. And well, I don't believe quality-wise they are the same. I mean, they're the same, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like Big Horn Dude wants to destroy it wherever the place is that he is. Mm-hmm. And our hero has to like find strength in himself to try to take him down at whatever cost, right? Mm-hmm. Pairing with some other like really powerful creatures to, to do something to stop this horned creature from touching a thing that of mass power and gaining enough power to destroy the thing. Like it's the same plot, but this feels like, you know, I, I talked about, I wish Thor Ragnarok was only trash planet and none of the Hela Asgard stuff. Mm-hmm. This feels like they doubled down the opposite direction. They're like, all right, guys, remember Thor Ragnarok? That was pretty cool, right? We're going <laughs> to throw out all the trash planet stuff and we're going to go full on. As- but they I- don't. I feel like Ezra Miller is the trash planet. <laughs> like and I we're think gonna, the quantities of I think gonna, the quantities are almost the his, same. His in metabolism like, is not on trial here. I feel like there there are so many like <laughs> snackle light hashtag snackle light silly fun poking fun at themselves, which is what much of the Trash Planet was. It was like Thor making fun of himself, Hulk making fun of himself. That was like a big thing in Thor Ragnarok. Was like the playful kind of goofy side, and I I thought this movie had like. It wasn't as whimsical as Thor Ragnarok, but I thought this like leaned pretty hard on the on the silliness. It was it, I, it was way silly, just like the other movies. Was it way silly? I, it I feel was like way silly, like, dude. Uh, fucking obvious, Jason pl- Momoa stabs a dude midair and surfs his body through a building. Okay, so, so how here's is the that thing, not here, silly? Here's the thing about that scene. <laughs> oh gosh, you, how you, how do you not you, watch that and go? This is the raddest ca- ca- thing counsel- ever. Counsel, open the line of questioning. <laughs> oh, oh, put, sorry. Put your Henry Gavel. <laughs> order, so here, order. Here's, here's the thing in that scene, right? He does some attack, and he's falling from the sky. And fucking Cyborg Boy, whatever his name is, yeah, catches, him, catches him in midair as if that fall would hurt him. 
And then he goes like, yeehaw, and like flies off and rides this little mantis creature down to the earth and slams into the ground. Like, I, I don't know what to do Why did he need to catch you. you a second ago? I thought he was just helping out. He was just like throwing him again. <laughs> yeah, he was just tossing him. Tossing but anyway, him. when, when also, I say silly, I don't, like, it looks awesome. Like, sure. Like, I think the action is silly in like the, the campy kind of way. But I think there was a lot of like very almost marvelly like self-deprecating humor in the movie, like in like. Batman and Wonder Woman's conversations in everything about the Flash, in everything about Aquaman, he's like chugging whiskey. Like, I thought the whole thing was like very, very silly and playful, and it's but like the it's funny chugging, to me to not read it as silly. The whiskey chugging is like Zack Snyder's idea of like a badass person would be walking in slow mo chugging whiskey as a wave splashes behind. I don't. Him. I didn't. That was feel not that supposed to be silly. That was no. Supposed that, to be was, like, that was that was hundred percent. Look at this guy. He chugs whiskey and was the wave. I thought. I thought it, all of Jason Momoa was supposed to be like largely comic relief. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a hundred percent Zack Snyder. Him chugging whiskey in slow mo while Icky Thump plays. <laughs> because you, you, you get like reaction thought, reaction shots from Ben Affleck, who's largely kind of the foil in this movie, of like, what the fuck is this dude? Yeah, no, no like, like, yeah, but like even that, like they keep going back to the like, huh? You talk to fish? Yeah. Do you talk to fish? Like they did that joke like four times. They like broke the rule of three, and like just it's, it, I don't know. I, I I just felt like the humor on the whole was not sustainable as, like, a thing that lifted this film up. Like, in in uh, Thor Ragnarok, like, the humor was, the th- like, the only thing I liked about the film, right? Mm-hmm. It, w- it was, like, enough thing where it was, like, it was silly and zany, and, the char- like, you could tell the characters were having fun. And in this film, like, sure, Ezra Miller, Miller, uh, <laughs> Miller. <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller. Uh, is, is, is probably having fun. Um, I, I don't, like... Gal Gadot is like probably enjoying herself, but like I don't know about the other two. <laughs> I want everyone to be having fun. I don't. I mean, this definitely didn't have. It didn't have what I. What was my main complaint about Thor Ragnarok and uh, you know sometimes some of the other Marvel movies is that well, especially Thor, since we're kind of comparing the humor because like. That didn't have that feeling of like, okay, like you get to do your thing, but now we got to switch back to the the corporate mandated stuff, you know? Like this didn't feel like that. At least it was just like, it just had humor in it. And whether or not you thought it was funny, I guess that's I, I, I felt like there was a, obviously. I felt like there was a little bit of the corporate mandate, but not yeah, not too much. But to me, that's what kept this from being like just yeah. awesome. Is that it? It felt like rather than really just veer into the. We're gonna like blast Icky Thump and start like <laughs> killing demons. It like it seemed like it kept wanting to kind of like slow down again and build up like how the team gets assembled and let Ben Affleck air his like fears with uh with uh, Diane. I forget Wonder Woman's real name. Um, and it like there were moments where it really to me felt like it was trying to dip into this formula that makes the Marvel stuff. And, like, that is where I feel like it goes off course is its desire to hit this formula, which the formula clearly works because these Marvel movies all get, like, insanely good ratings. So, like, I get why DC wants to do that, but I did feel it here. Yeah. So if I could say a positive note about this film, mm-hmm. the best the best action, the best plot beat, the best humor 
all exist in one scene that I can't actually talk about, and that is the re-entry of Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Batman v Superman was over, and Superman had died, I was like, "Can't you just put his body in the sun and then he comes back?" It's like one of my questions was like, "Is he just gonna show up and be like, I wasn't dead, guys?" <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the the explanation of how they bring him back into the story. Mm-hmm. Thought that was great. That scene, best comedic moments ever, involving the Flash. And, Bat- uh, and Superman, great. Everything's great. That whole scene, great. I wish the whole movie was that scene. Like, not, <laughs> it not, was. Not that, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it like, totally was. Everything about that scene was the best this movie could have achieved. And it does it with like amazing, like everything about that is great. And it's just like, I don't know why that can't, like not to like, backhanded compliment, but like I, I don't know how that couldn't have been stretched to like, the movie as a whole. And I don't know if it's because by the time we got to the, the team being assembled and I was already kind of sick of like this, like we, we've seen, you know, Batman traveling around trying to recruit these people last movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it feels like we should have been done with, I don't, I don't know something about it. Like the movie doesn't achieve what that one scene in the center of the film does. And it's like, that scene was so good. And it was like, Oh, now we're somewhere like I, I'm loving this. This is great. And that scene immediately immediately ends with like the the most breaks you can possibly put on a film and just let some people stand in a cornfield and have the, the dullest conversation in the world and it's like that i don't know i like i believe that is one of the centerpieces of the movie like that's a good scene but i feel like that largely carries through the remainder of it like like i understand that that specific dynamic doesn't exist because Superman isn't in every scene for the rest. You know, he's not yeah. like just always there in the movie. But I thought that playfulness from the moment they get together stays there. But but it's not just the playfulness because like every, in that scene, literally every single character in this film has their moment in that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything about Cyborg guy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Is he called the human cyborg? What's his name? What's his, his name, is, name? It's just Cyborg, dude. Oh, okay, Cyborg. Uh cyborg like you get all of his backstory in that moment right like the way he responds to that scene you know all about his like because up until that scene he's just a a guy who is scared to go out in public because he's worried people will see that he looks like a robot right like that's kind of all you really get from his character Mm -hmm. and in that scene you realize that like oh like this is what he's worried about i understand him as a person now and the fact that he's here trying to help out regardless of that is is a, a huge character moment for him you like you see Wonder Woman and like her desire to like every single character gets a beat there where they are achieving something of their character that is important to their character and their character's relationship to the group. And it's like we don't get that again, even in like the final battle where everybody's trying to team up to, to face the bad guy. Like you don't really get that. And even like Batman, the way he purposely sidelines himself in that scene because he knows that his presence will be a problem. Like it's, it's not just him failing because he's not good enough. It's him knowing that he should keep himself out of it. Like there's just a lot of character moments that are like really impressive for who those people are in the context of this narrative that are absent from the rest of the film. So right. what exa- what exactly sets this apart from Thor Ragnarok? Because like I said, you could apply the same criticisms to this. 
uh, are about this to Thor. I mean, is it just the the humor alone is what sets this? I think his thing is Thor didn't care that much about like this ultimate fighting thing. The fighting was kind of incidental to the humor. Yeah. And so for Chris, like if Thor had been all about Asgard, then he might have had similar criticisms. But yeah, it was and, it and, wasn't and, so he doesn't mind so much. And, and I think I said that about the story. Like if the film focused just on that, well actually I think I said that I would have totally watched a separate film that was all about that. <laughs> so may, maybe right. I may, but maybe I would have had the same complaints about that. But I think I was less positive than uh, than other people were about Thor. Like I don't, I wouldn't rank it as high. Um, but I just had fun with that film because I thought it was incredibly entertaining. Um, and it's like the excitement of watch, like the the joy of watching the film, completely overrode any like silliness. Of of whatever, like I would take, uh, I would take Thor yelling like the God of Thunder, <laughs> like in a chair with magnet res- restraints, on repeat over half of the scenes in this movie. All right. Well, what about Tony Stark? Because you mentioned him, you know, kind of being he's like the Marvel equivalent to Batman. And I mean, couldn't you make the same arguments that Tony Stark doesn't really do all that much other than supply them with cool gadgets and shit and pay for all this shit? But he can clearly hold his own <laughs> in any of those things. Like Tony sidelines himself because he thinks he's a danger to like everybody else. Right. He saw that vision where like literally everybody was dead. And he almost died when he, like, tries to take the nuke through the portal. Like, Tony destroys his machines because he's afraid of what those machines will become. Spoilers, they become bad shit later on. <laughs> like, like, Tony is only sidelined by his desire to try to not hurt other people. He could totally hurt bad guys, though, if he wanted to, and he does in every movie. Like, Tony is not the worst Avenger. <laughs> sure, so I, I guess it's just, like... So the DC universe has some imbalanced characters. That's obvious. Like, the the joke is always, like, what are you going to do with Aquaman, right? That's part of it. Like, how are you going to make Aquaman be a functioning member of the team when the fights are probably not going to be with fish all the time? Um, (laughs) That's why you store one of the boxes underwater. And, and like, one, one criticism I've often had of Superman is, like, he can do anything, right? Like, how do you make an interesting narrative around a guy who can just do anything that way? Yeah. And they did it great. It's called Man of Steel. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so so I feel like D- DC has this imbalance, and I think they did what they could with it. And I think they they did something good with it here, where they're like, okay, the last movie, we let Batman get his comeuppance. Now this movie is going to be kind of in service to why the world needs Superman. And it is going to let all of the other new characters have their big moment of badassery. And, like, we don't need to be convinced that Batman is cool. Like, we've seen tons of things telling us that Batman is cool already. Not in this universe. And, like, Batman couldn't hold his own against most of these people. Like, that's just a... I know comics are fake, but, like, that's a thing that <laughs> is true. Like, if Superman weren't weak against Kryptonite, or if he had just wanted to kill Batman in the last movie, he would have killed Batman, right? Like, he wasn't even fighting him till the very end, basically. But, but that's the thing. is like, in that story, Batman knew this the whole time. And he's like, I got to put some armor on me. I got to get some like kryptonite, laser beam, dust mm-hmm. shit to put in the armor. Like he was, he was like, this might kill me, but this is important. And in this one, he was like, 
I just got to stick out long enough for these people to do all the work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I think this I don't know either. I mean, because good... we can't we can't convince I mean, we can't convince you that it's just it's all nonsense. Like, I, I guess you either, <laughs> you either go with it or you don't. Like, I mean, I know this is the silliest fucking movie ever. And, you know, I, I feel like it really the plot really doesn't matter in this movie. It's yeah. really just all about seeing a bunch of cool superheroes team up and and fight a uh, a crazy villain. Um, and I will say that um, I agree that Steppenwolf, the villain, is um, like he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't do much. He's a pretty typical villain. But I think like I actually enjoyed like his look and everything. I thought he was like pretty cool. He he looked like uh he was like Ivan Ooze fucked a demon or something. He just looked like I, he was in like a rad like metal. Like this whole movie was like just rock and roll as fuck, dude. I I just thought he looked like almost claymation. Like there was something weird about the CG of him, and I I don't know what it was. It well, felt like clumpy when I saw him. I actually thought the the CG on him was actually was pretty good because like he was they they weren't trying to like show him off like they do with like the. Uh, with like the Cir- Andy Circus apes, like they weren't trying to make him look like like ultra realistic looking, which I thought was like good. Like I, I like that they they do that where it's kind of rough around the edges. It's not. It doesn't. It's not. They're not trying to like go for. Oh, we got to show you like every pristine little hair, because um, that drives me nuts. Like. Like I'm sure you guys saw that trailer for for Rampage, and I was just like, "This is so <laughs> fucking terrible." You're like, "I'm gonna watch the shit out of this movie." No, I'm well, I'll watch it, but I'll just be <laughs> fucking mad the whole time because they did the same bullshit in that, where it's like you've got these giant fucking creatures, but they're trying to make them look realistic, even though it's the most unrealistic fucking movie ever. It's like a fucking video game monster movie. Like, come on. It literally is a video game monster movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it fucking looks like a video game. It's such dog shit effects. Um, <laughs> I'm, but like, I'm going to say that's true for Pacific Rim Uprising also. Yeah, but at least, at least with Pacific Rim, it looks a little more cartoony. Like, they're not trying to make it look, like, ultra-realistic. They're not... I, think I, I loved the first Pacific Rim, but this trailer, like, for the new one makes me cringe. Like, I'm, I'm I feel like it's going to be, it. like, oh, it's so brightly lit. And the, it's like a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have any of the the Guillermo del Toro charm or anything. But I think the fact that it it looks maybe like it'll deliver on what the actual Power Rangers movie didn't. That's why I'm kind of excited for I, it. But. I don't I don't care. I think the inside of the Jaeger suit, where like the actual people do their fighting, is one of the coolest things in the world. I'm excited for Tom Boyager. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> John Boyager. God damn it! I ruined my joke. <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> no, it's... I'm excited for John Boyega. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> now cut the laughs in there. <laughs> boy, boy, that joke did not go well. <laughs> Boyega. No, but Jager I just bombed. You know, I don't like. I just, especially when it's like like creatures and shit, and they're trying to make them look super realistic looking. It's like, come on, this is this is nonsense. Um, I, I I agree with that, but I still think Steppenwolf looked pretty stupid. Like uh, I like cartoony. This it was something other than cartoony. He looked cheap to me in a weird way. I, I mean, think it's 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 unfortunate that like a big horn dude whose like armor looks like it's on fire, holding a giant fire axe, <laughs> is like also the villain of this story. Mm. Or I guess the other guy had a sword in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. 
That was pretty cool. I like the parademons too. Like they had a cool look too. Like basically the okay op- with them. basically the opening of this movie after the stupid iPhone stuff, uh, where Batman's like fighting the parademon like on the roof. That like was the coolest looking shit, man. That was like that was definitely some. Um, that was just like I, like when that started, I was like, finally a real movie. Not that was fucking... the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, finally a real movie. It feels nice to watch, like, uh, you know, to get your money's worth. Watch like an actual movie, not like when, a fucking when is this TV Batman show. Batman gonna rise? <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I don't, you know, again, I, I know, I know that Chris doesn't get it. I need to send, I need to send you the the video that shows like why Marvel movies look so terrible. Like, did you watch that? No. I, Oh, okay. Maybe you'll finally like see the light, or at least understand where I'm coming from. Because I feel like anytime I bring it up, it's just like I don't know. No, you know, whatever. Anyway, I mean, it's fine, fine. But I, I think you I'm know, just glad the, it looks like a real movie. Like, like one criticism I would have of the Avengers movies in particular is they're supposed to be Avengers movies, but they seem much more like. Iron Man, Captain America movies, right? Like those people tend to get the bulk of everything, well, and the, a lot the of last, people. The last Avenger movie was was actually a Captain America. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It was, sure. his name was the title. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm just saying, like they don't, you know, they have little things that spread the wealth a little bit, but for the most part, like Hawkeye or, or like even Hulk, I feel like they don't really get their fare doing these movies. Like they don't, they're not that balanced. They don't really convince me that all of them are cool. Yeah, and. This movie, to its credit, spent a good amount of most fight sequences convincing me that people I didn't think would be cool are cool. Like, I think Flash, in many ways, can hold his own with Superman, right? Like, that, that's, like, literally referenced in the in the post credit scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, like, Wonder Woman seems super cool. Like, the Wonder Woman movie showed that. This doubled down on it. And Aquaman, like, I don't know if I would want to watch a movie just with him. I kind of feel like he's going to make more sense in the team, but he's like strong and cool. And like, he doesn't <laughs> hold his own, but he like brought something new to the table. Uh, Whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't care about cyborg that much, but like his powers were also interesting. He kind of like overlaps with uh, Batman a little bit in his like ability to use technology in cool ways. So I, yeah. I thought if, if you consider that to be the job of a justice league movie is to convince us like, Hey, we can care about more characters. I think this did a good job of it. I don't know. I, I like them. Yeah. I didn't need uh, proof that Batman is cool. Like that <laughs> yeah. Batman will survive. <laughs> I mean or, yeah. or not survive, we don't know. I mean I just like the DC just definitely has like a lot the characters are just a lot cooler, I think, in my opinion. Like they definitely have like the, the bulk of the the cooler characters. I also like that like I know that they're setting up this other movie with Deadshot or whatever his name is. But oh, I love yeah. that he. I love that he is. He is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just he's the same character. It made, it just made me laugh. I was kind of bummed, yes. by the way. I thought I was going to get some Jesse Eisenberg in this movie, and there was zero Eisenberg in this movie. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Post credit scenes don't count. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was hoping. Counts. I was hoping he'd like crop up a little bit more. Yeah, I was. I was still glad that he showed up at the end, though. Okay, I I was actually surprised that people in the theater uh, cheered like at the end when he came on. I was like, I thought everyone hated him. 
I guess I guess I was you know since it was like Thursday night or whatever it was like these are the true DC fans. Okay, so now the big question, Chris, did you see the giant ad for QQ, the Chinese instant messaging service, in this movie? <laughs> in the movie, yeah, yeah I, mi- I missed it. It's QQAR, and it's in Gotham, and it's on screen for like three minutes. <laughs> 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 I didn't understand why. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. I don't, I don't know what I don't know. That what was you're that about. was like giant product placement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in in the first Pacific Rim, wasn't there like teleconference? Oh no, no, it was. Was it? Uh, I think was it was it in, in, Independence Day Resurgence. Mm. I, I I think they had like a teleconference call that was like powered by QQ or something like that. I don't know. They're pushing. I mean, I know something like that. Well, didn't Tencent they have something and like that? Huawei and stuff fund like transformers and other movies so i wouldn't be surprised if they threw money at this too yeah yeah it just made me laugh i was like qq why are you in like brooding batman walking through gotham city at night? <laughs> uh, so should, should we get to the verdicts guys yeah all right we're gonna do this steven miller if you're gonna give justice league must see, reckon of the caveat, wait for rental, pass of the caveat, or a must avoid. What would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give this a recommend with a caveat. I, same same rating as Thor. I don't think this was a perfect superhero movie. I didn't walk out the theater being like, hell yeah, the world is restored. I trust DC 100%. I love it. But I was totally happy with it. And I think the degree to which I wasn't happy with it was the degree to which I'm getting bored of superhero movies. <laughs> I think, like, this is continuing to show me that DC can bring a different visual flair than Marvel, and it can do something fun with that visual flair, and it isn't afraid to poke fun at itself. Like, it also can recognize that characters are imbalanced and, like, different tropes don't make sense, and it can play with that heightened reality and do something cool with it. So I think this is a strong recommend for Caveat, and I'm like extra strong recommend with a caveat just because of how like this is getting bludgeoned by critics right now <laughs> and and fanboys which makes me think like I must be missing on some fundamental joy of superhero movies because I get why critics have just decided now that they hate these movies and like you know Wonder Woman gets to be different because it's just like thematically very different from the other films but I don't know why like general comic book fans and movie fans would savagely hate this movie the way that like at least internet reviews are making it seem like they are of like half star one star zero stars like i I just don't get it it's so close to the marvel universe to me i i really i really don't understand it i i mean i've been saying this all along like i'm i'm gonna go (laughs) i'm gonna go gray if i read any more fucking you know hot takes that are all the same about the dc movies but uh, dc hipster over here (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just like I I don't know, like I I'm like I'm with Steven, like I like I'm just I'm over it. Like I don't understand like I mean I do understand why everyone is negative on it because everyone who is reviewing this online um you know, what I'm not going to get into it, but like I I do think that there is whether they're comic book fans or not, I do think that there are people out there that 
there is a strong fan base out there for the DC movies. Uh, they're just not writing for movie websites, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, you can try to explain to all you want, you know, that, that uh, or I can, you know, try to explain till I'm blue in the face and it just, it ends up not even mattering because it's just like, I can present you all the evidence, but, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I'll give the movie a must-see because I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't think it's like a full Zack Snyder experience, but it's it still has his uh, his vision, his stamp on it. Um, I, I hope that he gets to do a director's cut um, to, to finish it the way that he wanted to, um, or just kind of like how he intended. But I don't know if that'll happen, but I'd like to see that. Um, and you know I'm looking forward to whatever they they put out next. Uh, I, I just I am I am grateful for the fact that that DC like isn't trying to. I mean now they might try to be more like Marvel, but I don't think they should. Like I I think they should. I don't think they should listen to the to the people online because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, and for some reason they like are against real movies and stuff, which I don't understand. Like I just the don't people ha- online are DC. What? Never mind. The, the thing is, that, so I, <laughs> I don't want to act like I agree with all of Carson's sentiments here because I believe most of the DC movies people have hated were hot messes, and like I understand, like I derived joy from them, but like I, I understand what stuck out and what upset people. Like you know, I it was mean- a hot mess, and you either enjoy a hot mess or you don't. This is like. Justice League isn't a hot mess, and that's why I don't get why it's being treated that way. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give you the fact that yes, yeah, Suicide Squad is a hot mess, and I totally understand why people hated it. Um, that's just because that one flame guy, right? Mm. But I mean, Mostly I Slipknot, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I legitimately enjoyed BVS. I mean, I think that movie is uh, is way misunderstood, and we're somewhat. It's still going to come back around, you know, and however many years time but uh and i like that obviously a lot more than than justice league but um yeah i don't know i i just what i don't get is like the constant negativity towards something like bvs because like people online are still shitting on it any chance they get and it's just like bro like the movie's almost two years old like let it go like i don't understand um you know like i saw somebody post like a like an 80 minute video on like why Batman v Superman sucks. And I'm just like, I, I can't even fathom like mustering up that amount of time and energy into what, something Chris, that I hate. So we're, we're above 60 right now. so <laughs> Yeah, but I like this fucking movie. You didn't, but you know, I didn't, you know, I don't go and write an 80 minute takedown of why the new apes movies suck. That'd be like, that'd be, doing, like, that'd be like us doing a 50 minute review of Geostorm. <laughs> this wouldn't happen. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it's 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 all very... It's, like, fascinating and, and aggravating at the same time. Um, I don't know. Well, I did not enjoy the film as much as these guys did. Um, but it exists in this weird world where we're getting a bunch of these movies and you just gotta watch them. So I'm gonna give this a wait for rental because you're gonna see the next one. <laughs> what a you might fucking as well see this stupid one. rating! <laughs> so du- just give it a must avoid, dude. We know you fucking hated it. 
Yeah, but if you avoid it, you're not going to be able to see the next one. Who fucking cares? I'm surprised you even <laughs> wanted to see this one. You only Fuck saw it because you, Chris. It, you only saw it because it's a big movie. And we got a podcast to review. We got to review it on here. If yeah. you didn't, if you didn't have a podcast, you wouldn't have fucking saw it. Probably. You're not yeah. a real uh, Zack Snyder fan. That's that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, exactly. If I didn't have a podcast, yeah, we had to talk about the latest. He'd have killed himself out. a long time ago. <laughs> Claws are out. I didn't know this was a Catwoman movie. Catwoman review. <laughs> All right, so anyways, Ugh. as much as Carson hates me for it, I'm going to give this a wait for rental. <laughs> and and then we're going to end this episode before, like, luckily, Carson doesn't sit in the room with us when we record because <laughs> he's, like, 400 miles away from us. Um, oh, so I'm sure I'll regret all this later, but you know what? <laughs> can I, this, bef- the, this, before is the best, this is the best the podcast has been. Can we Can we end on a somewhat lighter note by me just throwing out a question to Chris because I already know how Carson would feel. If you were to go back to the Tim Burton Batman movies, how do you think you would feel about those under this lens? Because I feel like a lot of the same flaws and goofiness and fun are in those that are in now. And it's like maybe we're in a different world where expectations are just very different than they were back then. Well, I don't think that I've ever super praised the original Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I... Um, like I've watched them and I, see it's hard for me to go back and think of them because they existed in a time where all superhero films were bad and super campy mm-hmm. and you, it's sort of like when you watch like a child's video that he made on an iPhone and he's like I edited this in iMovie isn't it great mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's cute you did little effects and stuff and Good on you, little child. Like that—that's kind of how I felt yeah. about like old superhero films. Who are like, you know, I just I just want to see this because it's kind of dumb and fun, and isn't this great? Uh, but if one of those, if if that exact film was released as if it was a new release, and they were erased from history previous to that release, I would have been like, oh, this is bad, right? Uh, okay, so that yeah, yeah, so that, that's just kind of telling because I believe. Carson would not do that. I think Carson would see the camp as like totally the fun part and the escapism of going to the cinema. So I think that this is an irreconcilable view of like what a superhero movie ought to be. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's how you know that's how all those movies used to be. So I don't know. I mean, this is very much in line with those, and like like I've said before, like the that that style has just like been rejected. So. Uh, you know, so it makes sense why people, you know, wouldn't like it just to me. Anyway. It's funny because people people treat this as if it's ruining canonical properties that have had so many wonderful things come out in favor of them. And I feel like except for the Chris Nolan Batman movies like that just isn't true. This is totally in line to me with all of those properties. So it, it, it's weird to me how this seems to like offend people as if it's killing their childhood when I feel like it's like so in line with what their childhood actually was. Yeah. And, and for the record, like I don't care about that legacy, yeah. right? It's just the film itself was was not not all that. Mm-hmm. Their bag of chips. All that. I want that to be remade. <laughs> Amanda Bynes, Laurie Beth Lindbergh, Keenan and Kel. I'd rather go for like salute your shorts or like you know. Yeah. Hey dude. Hey dude. Now that would be <laughs> <laughs> And, and now it, we're going to end by singing the Camp Anawana song. 
Oh, that should play in the credits. They don't. They don't have like the full version of it, right? It's just the 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 intro verse and the chorus. I, I don't think I've ever heard like the actual words because it always ends in "It makes me wanna." Oops. Yeah, it's. I hope we are ever part. So get it right or pay the price. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways. That's, I think, going to bring us to the end of this review of Justice League and this episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. Steven, maybe the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's might be the last episode. Well, <laughs> second to last, penultimate episode, because we're recording one right after this, yeah. if Carson doesn't leave. <laughs> um, but yes, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week and let you know about their support of Justice League, mm-hmm. where can they do that? Uh, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Carson Patrick, if people want to watch your 80-minute rant on why <laughs> BVS is good, where can they find that? Uh, you could just find me on uh, constantregret.com. <laughs> Constant regret and bafflement. That's Chris's blog, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call my day one private entries <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> Dear diary, I promised I wouldn't fight with Carson today. What happened? Uh, Dear diary, Batman was not as strong as he should have been in this movie. It made me very sad. Uh, I mean, I I legitimately did not mean to to outburst. I mean, it's all at the end of the day, it's a fucking movie. Whatever. I just I just can't get over. I mean, I I told Sarah the other day. I was like, we need to stop reading these hot takes and stuff because they're all the same and they just make us prematurely age so you know it's just because <laughs> it, it, you know <laughs> no matter what you do you could say a dingo took my baby all day long but everyone else is going to be like nope it was a ritual killing so that's just how it is <laughs> no that's the yeah, sentiment no. we all I thought, I thought that was I thought that was a good That's reference. A saying we all say all the time. <laughs> Are you saying that a dingo actually did take her baby? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm on team. Uh, I'm on team dingo. <laughs> dingo Unchained. <laughs> oh, you can find me at ChristopherLife.com or Twitter.com/slash/ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com, where you get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoiler warning. And for the record, in that episode, you guys called me out on having two different names. For the record, Twitter does not allow names long enough to have the spoiler warning being the name, which is why Twitter is twitter.com slash spoiler warning and Facebook is facebook.com slash the spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Um, so blame Twitter. Hate the social network, not the whatever. Yep. Uh, I take it all back. Anyways, so I honestly never noticed, so that's why <laughs> I thought it was the the. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I forget where I was. Something about music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to uh, salute your shorts. Salute your shorts. Uh, it might just be a medley of like all that salute your shorts and hey dude, um, because we have been ranting for quite a while. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed Nickelodeon when you were a child or an adult. Or I don't know how old the listeners we have are um but yeah we're going to take off now and do a less heated review maybe possibly not of the three billboards outside of ebbing missouri so see you there see ya 
Quand j'étais en bas 